Hey, Eric, welcome to the newly renovated TikTok. Come on in. Quick, close the door, Mike. You're letting the flies out. All right, don't start that again. Hey, look, we've been back operating almost two months now. Yeah, and your sergeant says, sorry, we're back open. Stop. Come on. So what do you think about the new paint job and the repaved parking lot? I think you can put lipstick on a pig, but it's still a... All right, enough is enough. The TikTok Cafe open 24-7 at the intersection of Causeway and I-10 in Metairie. Hi, folks. Trust is what Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating is all about. Take it from me, Eric Asher. If your AC ever fails, you can trust Burkhardt to be there quick, get you back up and running. If you need a new AC, trust Burkhardt to treat you with respect, to help you save with a fair price and do the job right. As my good friend John Burkhardt always says, trust is the foundation of our business. Just ask our customers. For air conditioning this season, trust Burkhardt. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Good afternoon, and welcome to another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. 
You're listening to 106.1 FM Nash Icon. I have the privilege of bringing you home each and every weekday afternoon, 4 to 6. Thanks so much for being there. iHeart Radio app, TuneIn Radio app, great way to take the show with you anywhere. If you're mobile, they're mobile with you. Also on the World Wide Web at Nash FM 106.1 and also ericasher.com. Our podcast, which is doing fantastic, uh, is available on the Anchor app. But also, again, on all major podcasting platforms, search Inside New Orleans Radio Show with Eric Asher. This week on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports, we're going to be joined by Jeff Duncan of NOLA.com and also Fox 8 Sports. Uh, that'll be Thursday at 1 p.m. on WLAE-TV, also live streaming on the WLAE-TV YouTube page. Our first rebroadcast will be uh, 6 p.m. on LAE. Uh, Thursday night, 10 o'clock on The Deuce, WLAE-TV2. Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on LAE. Every Friday night, every Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on The Deuce. Saturday afternoon at uh, 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. Always on our social media platforms, at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, and Eric Asher on Facebook. And, of course, um, you can always contact me on uh, via the email, eric at eric, um, eric at ericasher.com, and I am finally caught up on, uh, on uh, email. So, again, uh, that's the best way to contact me. Uh, via the email. Larry Holder is our only guest today from The Athletic. He will join us at 5.30 uh, this afternoon. And, of course, we'll take your phone calls a little bit later on in the program, uh, but a lot to talk about. We'll talk about uh, the weekend that was in football here in the, uh, the, the city and across the state. Uh, we'll also talk a bit about energy. There's a new class action lawsuit against energy on a lot of the stuff that I've been discussing on this program uh, since Ida, but also going back in some cases since Katrina. Uh, and it has to do, obviously, again, with the uh, uh, with the infrastructure uh, that energy has uh, uh, in, in the city and, and across the uh, across the state. So we'll get into that a little bit later on in the program. But uh, not the kind of weekend that I think a lot of us thought it was going to be, uh, and especially especially myself, uh, when it when it comes to um, uh, football. First of all, LSU did what it needed to do, what it was supposed to do, uh, in beating Central Michigan forty nine to twenty one. The 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 bad thing coming out of that game, Andre Anthony is out now for for the rest of the season. Um, if there's one silver lining there, you'd say that maybe again the young defenders along the defensive line has really showed out, and maybe they can make up for uh, the loss there. But he was playing very, very well, and it's going to be tough to be able to, to, to replace. Um, Ole Miss just throttled Tulane, 61-21. to 21. Uh, Tulane didn't put up much of a game. Uh, we'll get into some of the specifics of that as we go forward. I'm surprised, to be honest with you, but, again, when you start looking at everything that um, – uh, that went down on that night, including a, what an hour forty nine uh, minute rain delay, uh, and then the 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 difference in the teams. This is the thing that really struck me in watching Tulane play Oklahoma. It didn't seem like, from an athletic standpoint, that Oklahoma was that far ahead of Tulane, and you liked what you saw. Now again, the conditions were were, were perfect, etc. But look, both teams played on a wet field on Saturday night. Um, Ole Miss looked head and shoulders uh, above Tulane in terms of the athleticism. But not only that, the scheme, everything that went down, well, we'll get a little bit more uh, into detail with it when we, when, we get, uh, when we get to Tulane. But Tulane, again, loses 61-21 to uh, against Ole Miss. Uh, just, just total beatdown. And, of course, the total domination by the Carolina Panthers was something that, honestly, I didn't see coming. But as we got closer to game time and we realized how many players were out, uh, the coaches that did not, again, have two negative tests to be able to get back on the field, 
there was a lot to be able to overcome uh, for this team. I'm not giving this team any excuses because there are no excuses, especially for the offensive line, which, again, I'm hearing a lot of excuses out of Saints camp right now on, again, why they didn't perform on Sunday. Um, you know, communication issues, this, that. Look, it is what it is. Saints have a dominating offensive line. They were missing one starter. Uh, that, that start, that, again, Ruiz came in last week and played very, very well at the center position. Throckmorton played well at the uh, guard position. Uh, they're, they're, listed, they're missing McCoy. There's no reason why they should have been dominated like they were by, by the Carolina Panthers uh, uh, the defensive line. There's just no way. If this is one of the top offensive lines in the NFL, even losing just one piece, and that has happened many, many times with this team, and, they, and they've been able to overcome it. Um, again, this is a situation where uh, there's a lot of different factors on why this went down. But uh, you can point to the offensive line's inability to be able to open up uh, uh, lanes for the running game and also protecting Jameis Winston, who at times looked like he had a buccaneer on his helmet again. Uh, that's the thing that really kind of worries me about Jameis Winston. It's one thing that we talked about on this program throughout the summer. Um, what happens when you, the pressure is there? What happens when, again, you're, you're, um, you're, you're, you're behind or you're in a situation where you've got to make a quick decision under pressure? Are you going to be a guy that, again, is going to take care of the football? Or are you going to be, the, uh, again, uh, bad Jameis? And we saw a little bit of bad Jameis yesterday. Some of that is a byproduct of what was happening in front of him. But some of it is, again, you've got to make the right decision. You've got to be more decisive. We'll get into that in just a few minutes as well. So, again, a lot to talk about. Uh, when it comes to both the uh, the Saints and also uh, LSU and Tulane. We'll talk about energy, as I mentioned before. And, of course, Larry Holder joins us at, at 5.30. So let's start off with the Saints. And, again, I just mentioned total domination by the Panthers' offensive and defensive lines. You know, the, the, it was really interesting that when you look at Winston, under constant pressure, four sacks, 11 quarterback hits, worst game of his career, of his career, um, no running game at all to speak of. Uh, I can say Alvin Kamara at times looked like, again, he made business decisions or just wasn't, um, wasn't into it. There were plays on the sideline where, again, uh, Alvin Kamara stretches that ball out and gets a first down where, again, he went out of bounds a couple yards before the first down mark, and I'm saying to myself, where, where is Alvin Kamara, okay? What's going on here, okay? The level of frustration of watching that offense yesterday was at an all-time high. Uh, as I mentioned, the biggest surprise to me was the, was the, the Panthers' domination of the offensive line, which was only missing McCoy. I'm, I'm not buying into these communication issues. First of all, here's the deal. Uh, they said it was the first time on the road. You were on the road last week at Jacksonville. Now, I understand that you had a lot of Packer fans there. The Saints got up early, silenced them, then only the Saints fans. It wasn't a full NFL stadium like we saw in, in Carolina, all, all of that. Saints have dominated Carolina. Look, it's a little bit difficult. I'll get into, again, the injuries a little bit later. But there are no excuses for the way the offensive line played yesterday. Uh, you know, uh, Winston saying he was not loud enough on the road. Are you kidding me? This, this is a guy that's been in the league for a long time. You're going to tell me he couldn't shout out the signals? Wait a minute. What about hand signals? Saints know better than anyone. Then again, when you get on the road, on the on, when you're on the road and you can't get the signals out again to be able to go to hand signals, so so that you can get the signals out, we see it every week in 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 the Caesar Superdome, right? Okay, the Saints fans making it very difficult for the opposing team to get their signals in. Okay, it was one of the things we talked talked about last last week with, you know how how. Uh, 
Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers got a chance to go into the in, into the dome last year, and it was eerily silent. And uh, you know he was able to make all of his calls with no problem, and that helped the Green Bay Packers. This is just a plain excuse. Hand signals? What they didn't work on that in training camp? I mean, seriously, I find this hard to believe that a Sean Payton coach team did, did not work on hand signals or again the silent count, whatever they had to do to deal with crowd noise. Find that very hard to believe. Sounds to me like a whole bunch of excuses to me. Okay? Now, I warned everybody about line calls when Breeze retired. Okay, we talked about it on this program. The, the second Breeze retired. That, again, Breeze does so much for that offense. Uh, it's not just throwing the ball away, understanding how to get out of a bad play. We've seen it over and over again, checking out. It's also, again, he made all the line calls. He pretty much did everything for that offense. And we knew there was going to be a transition. Transition seemed pretty easy last week, okay? This week, not so much. Against a team that, number one, knows you like the back of their hand because they are a, a division opponent. Uh, a, a guy in Joe Brady that, that knows the offense inside and out because he was on that staff. And but look, don't, don't think for a second they didn't, did not relish this victory up in Carolina, especially those with, again, ties to the New Orleans Saints. Uh, but the question is now, is Ruiz not merely to make line calls? You're talking about a guy that was about a four-year starter at Michigan at the center position, and he's not ready to make the line calls in the NFL, knowing that one day he might be a backup. And you could say, well, again, he's not the, he's not the primary backup. Will Clapp is. Will Clapp's on injury reserve. So you knew he was going to be the backup there. He doesn't know how to make the line calls. He made them last week, so what's the difference? So I'm not buying a lot of these excuses. They got their ass kicked along the offensive line. That's the bottom line. They can make all the excuses they want about communication issues. At the end of the day, they didn't get it done. Now, is that a byproduct of, of again, the loss of coaches? Possibly. No doubt about that's got to hurt, right? We'll get into that in, in just a few minutes. Another thing that really struck me yesterday that maybe could have helped this situation is a big back like Murray. They didn't have that. Okay, they didn't have the physical back that maybe you could hand the ball to and maybe, again, let the defense, the offensive line just line up and go mano a mano against the Carolina Panthers. Uh, I think that is a that, that was a question when, when they let Murray go because he wouldn't renegotiate his deal because, again, of the, uh, of the necessary need on, on the back end of the defense. There's no doubt about that. Okay, I'm not questioning that. I'm questioning not having another big back to take his place. I like Tony Jones Jr. He's just not a big back like Murray where you can just give him the ball and then just physically beat the other team. Okay, so again, that, that, that showed its head. The most physical back on this team yesterday, Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill. That's just honest. Kamara, I mentioned it a little bit earlier. Huge first down at the end of the third quarter. Nonchalant, stepped out of bounds, so un-Kamara-like. It's like I'm, I'm wondering, where's Kamara's head here? You need every single first down and every single yard you could get. And Kamara at times, again, was making business decisions not to get hit. Just not, just not Camara-like. And then, of course, on defense, where the defense again had a little bit of a of an excuse here. I mean, there's a huge drop off. Look, we talked about all off season long, especially again when when the COVID nineteen situation really uh, uh, affected the Saints' salary cap, and they had to purge players that maybe they weren't ready to purge. Uh, because of the COVID-19 losses in the NFL and them not wanting to spread that over again multiple years, right? And especially with the Saints, uh, you know, staring dead money of, of Drew Brees and others right in the face. We said there would be times that, again, if they had injuries on this team, that 
we were going to start to see this through attrition that the, the Saints were going to start getting we were going to, there was a drop off there was a clear drop off you can't lose Lattimore you can't lose uh, CJ Gardner Johnson who was supposed to be taking on taking McCaffrey uh, you can't lose a guy like Quan Alexander uh, Davenport who again played really well last week and then Passigno, who played terrific inside and outside, and then not let it affect your defense. So it did affect the defense. There's no doubt about that, okay? Um, but there was no pressure on Darnold, okay? He showed escapability, used his legs to extend plays. Okay, <laughs> Sam Darnold's not a bad player. I mean, I, I would not have had, a, had an issue if the Saints would have went out and tried to get Sam Darnold. Okay, when they were, uh, when they were, uh, but they were already again all in on Taysom Hill and, and Jameis Winston. He's not a bad quarterback. He's not. But to show the escapability he showed yesterday, come on. Okay, he's not Lamar Jackson, but he sure looked like it. Uh, when you look at Christian McCaffrey, just terrific. Uh, the the one thing I noticed about him, and I continue to notice about him when he's healthy, never goes down on first contact. You know, that's something we said about Kamara in the past. Kamara's always pushing forward. Never goes down a first contact. McCaffrey is that, but yet he's a more physical player than Kamara is. And I thought he really played terrific for, for them both in the passing game and in the running game. And just to look, not having Gardner Johnson there uh, to be able to match up with him really hurt this team. Really hurt this team. There's no doubt about it. Uh, you look at D- it was a DJ Moore. He used uh, Debo yesterday. But, I mean, what do you expect? Debo was in the area code. I'll give him that, okay? But it was very, very difficult going against a veteran receiver. I thought he battled, but, again, he got beat consistently. Bond, who had a nice day uh, uh, last week. I didn't think he had a great day yesterday. You know, you look at his stats and you say, okay, well, he's in on what? I think he had nine total tackles. Uh, but, uh, Again, you look at it, you know, I thought there was a nice return on Granison's uh, uh, field goal block, but yet, again, the offense unable to capitalize there. But they needed Bond to be that guy to step up yesterday, you know, to be able to take McCaffrey out the backfield, to be a guy that could rush the passer, uh, that athletic linebacker that could do what Quan Alexander did, and he just didn't do it. Then again, is that a byproduct, once again, of him still learning? Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But, again, this is what happens when you drop off from a guy that, again, you look at as, as a starter. I'm not down on him. He's still young. He's got great athleticism. He's going to get better as we go along. But when they really needed him yesterday, he wasn't the player that, again, that we thought he would be. And then, of course, I talked about the fact with Jameis Winston. looked like he had a buccaneer on his helmet. This is where you find out about a quarterback, okay? It's easy to sit back there when you got time to throw and go through your progressions, and you can throw it away. You can, you can, you can tuck it and run. Uh, you know, you can, you can uh, try to throw guys open. What I didn't like what I saw yesterday was reverting back to bad Jameis more often than not because he was under pressure. Okay, you've got to be able to handle the, the, uh, being under, under pressure. And he didn't do it. He just didn't do it. Uh, penalties were a killer all day long, extending Panthers' drives and stopping Saints' drives. I thought for the, for, for the most part, the special teams played well all day long. But, I mean, again, it wasn't until, what, the P.J. Williams sack Roach interception in Panthers territory where you finally saw life. You got the Taysom big scramble and then Montgomery to the goal line. And, and then, of course, um, uh, you had the situation with Kamara uh, uh, to the goal line. And when, uh, come, come, like, no, Kamara uh, lost the, what is it, 10 yards on that play running backwards. And then, of course, you had the Winston TD scramble to make it 17-7 at the 14-37 mark uh, in, in the fourth quarter. And you thought maybe the Saints would maybe put a little rally on here. 
Uh, but it just didn't happen. It just didn't happen. I thought Peyton Turner played well for his first time out. Uh, again, I thought he got he was pretty good in run. He had that run stuff. Then he had that sack. I thought he showed strength and physicality. He'll only get better. Um, you know, as far as the as far as the the uh, uh, the situation with uh, uh, the coaches. I'm going to get into that in a moment, but there's no doubt that, again, injuries and COVID-19 outbreak within the, within the coaches had an effect. It also, again, had an effect with Kamara. He sucked yesterday when you needed him to play at, at, at a top, uh, at really at a top level. As far as Winston goes, look, I mentioned him having uh, playing like he had a bucket ear on his helmet, but he had no protection. He had no running game. But when the pressure's on, he's, he's, he's got to be decisive, and he was not. Okay, he made made bad decisions that put the ball at at risk. And I'm telling you right now, unacceptable. See, that's the question we had going into the the season. You know, if things break down, what's he going to do? He's athletic enough to be able to run the football, either run the football or throw it away. You know, he did some stuff that you that, again, a high school coach would not would not allow that just throwing up that duck when when the Saints would have been in field goal range again is unacceptable. Okay, take care of the football. That is your only job on this team. Take care of the football. He didn't do it. But, again, I go back to it. The key to the game was the domination of the Panthers' offensive defensive lines. Okay, and that, 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 that's where they were won. They won it in the trenches. And if you ask me that, as I said last week going into this game, even, again, with, with the losses, because, look, you only lost McCoy on the offensive line. And, and, and Throckmorton played well last week as well as Ruiz. Did not expect that type of domination. Uh, passing yo out, that, I knew that was going to hurt. Uh, Davenport, but Turner kind of was a wash there. Uh, and I thought that, again, the, the Saints' defensive line was more impactful after Carolina lost two linemen, but not enough to turn the game in the favor of the Saints. I mean, you think about it. They, they go down two offensive linemen, finally the Saints start to put pressure, a little bit of pressure on Darnold. Uh, as I mentioned, I thought Turner flashed on, in, on the interior, but I thought – Again, overall, defensively, the injuries had a huge effect. It was too much to overcome. But let me say this about this offensive line. If the offensive line is not going to play the stout offensive line that we're accustomed to, exactly what happened yesterday is going to happen each and every week. Okay, it's a domino effect on every other facet of the offense. And you don't have Drew Brees there, okay? Now, now you got, uh, you know, Winston or, or Taysom Hill. So... This, something's got to be done here to make sure, that, again, that, that, that the, the first line here is, is the offensive line opening up holes and, and also protecting the passer. They did not do that at all yesterday. Matter of fact, it's an absolute embarrassment. Maybe one of the worst games I've seen for a Saints offensive line uh, since, since Peyton took over as coach. They were outcoached. They were outphysical. They were outplayed. I'm talking about across the board this team. And, look, I know injuries are part of the game. There's no doubt about it. But the Saints lineup was affected by the attrition of the injuries. Almost too many to overcome when you look at the talent that was on the sideline for this team. But that's football. What's not football is what happened with the coaches. Now, if, if indeed the coaches did go to a strip club in Dallas, and that's what, again, that's what, what the, the rumor is here. That was a report that was out. They were, expo- they were exposed to COVID-19 there, which, again, is, 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 is they should be able to trace that back then this was a selfish move that cost this team dearly. It, it put the team that was already tired of being on the road, living in a hotel, in an extended training camp, okay, now they have to go into COVID-19 protocol, which puts even more pressure 
on, on the displacement circumstances the team finds itself in, which means what? Mask everywhere, the social distancing. You're going to get your meals now. It's going to be um, the meals are coming in what, like a plastic sealed bag uh, in a to-go box. There's no sitting down, the camaraderie of having dinner and lunch and, and breakfast together like they were doing before, like a camp. Things just changed now. Now you're on the road, and now you're COVID-19 protocol because you're afraid this thing's going to spread to the rest of the team. So it puts even more pressure on this team now as you're preparing for Carolina because of that. There's an outbreak, okay? There's an outbreak on this team. The question is, can the Saints contain it before it gets to the players? Because we see now this is an outbreak between the coaches. You know, I'm sure they're doing everything they can. But if I'm a player on this team, i got to ask the question about the maturity of those coaches to put an already delicate um, uh, balance of a situation at risk. Because it was a delicate balance here. Okay, we were already hearing that players were bitching and complaining behind the scenes that they wanted to get out of Dallas and they wanted to go back home. Okay, but Peyton wanted to keep them sequestered for another week or so. Uh, in some cases, maybe because they didn't want to have to come deal with the stuff back home. But look, we're all dealing with it right now. I'm still living out of a damn ice chest, okay, uh, waiting on this insurance adjuster. So we are all dealing with this right now. But at the same time, it gave them a chance to be able to have that camaraderie and the good things about what happens when you take a team on the road, you put them in a situation where it's a training camp situation. Oh, mostly that pays dividends, unless you have a COVID-19 outbreak where it throws a complete monkey wrench into this. So these coaches put an already delicate balance of a situation totally at risk by what they did. If they, if they, again, truly, this outbreak was because of, again, going to a Dallas strip club. Seriously? It affected the team on the field. It affected preparation. It affected the team in game planning. It affected the team on game day. We have eight coaches that are not available. Come on. Unacceptable. You add that to the injuries, the displacement this team had to overcome, and then the Panthers physically dominating them up front, there's your recipe for getting your ass kicked right there. Right there. Injuries are part of football. You deal with it. What happened with these coaches? Unacceptable. Unacceptable. And unPeyton-like. I got to tell you right now, Peyton has a tight ship. Very tight ship. How that happened, even if it was, was some of these low-level assistants, doesn't matter at this point. Okay? Anybody that was involved in that and, ended, and, ended, and uh, again, should be fined and maybe, again, put on probation. I don't care who they are. Because you put the team at risk. You put the whole organization at risk. Because not only do you have the team there, you have the team's, team's families there as well. Just a stupid bonehead move on the part of these coaches. Dumb. Just dumb. And you risked a lot because you only get 17 of these, okay? And, of course, this is a, this is a division opponent that you are better than. And you got your ass handed to you yesterday. And part of the reason why? Preparation. Everything that went down. And, look, you could see it at some point. The, the Saints looked like they had no answer. No answer at all. 128 yards, lowest of the Peyton era. Unacceptable. Six first downs. Can you believe the six first downs for this offense? Lowest in the Peyton era. Now, again, injuries have something to say about it. Michael Thomas is a starter. Traquan Smith is a starter. McCoy is a starter. Anyamata is a starter. All right? Davenport's a starter. Passanio is a starter. Quan Alexander is a starter. Lattimore is a starter. CJGJ is a starter. So is Lutz, a starter. They showed that graphic at the beginning of the, of, of the, of the game yesterday. Sure, you lost a lot. The other teams are losing players because of injury as well the 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 problem is when you look at the threat of success for this team 
it is very, very, uh, and, and very small here because of the, the uh, of injuries uh, and the the depth. Because the depth that you have is not the veteran quality depth you had last year. It's young players that have to step up. In some cases, play over their head, i.e., a Debo. Guy again is that's the second game as a pro. Now, look, I'm not going to overreact to this loss except to say that the lack of total offense is concerning to me because it's two weeks in a row. It's two weeks in a row. This young receiving core, they're not getting open. You can see Winston panicking a little bit as he's trying to go through his progressions, and he doesn't feel that he can throw a guy open. Okay, or again, in his case, maybe try to fit the ball in. So that's concerning. That's got to get better next week and continue to get better. Uh, Winston, when he had time to throw the ball, uh, he had receivers that that did that were that didn't get open and, and and consistently couldn't get separation within the timing of the play, and that's another thing that again I think that that people lose sight of. This is a timing offense. Okay, you have to be in your spot at a certain time, which means you have to get off the the jam physically, be able to make your move. And then, again, to be read the defense, know exactly where you're going to be uh, within the timing of the offense. Because there's a clock in the quarterback's head, and there should be a clock in, in, in the pass catcher's head. And through, through two games, that's a little bit of a question mark here. A little bit of a question mark. So we'll see. Not going to panic about it. We'll see what happens against New England next week. Uh, again, to me, I think they could beat New England just like I felt they could beat Carolina. But they got to get through this COVID-19 situation. This cannot spread to the rest of the team. They got to get a little healthier here. You know, when I saw that that uh, that injury list on Thursday and even into Friday, I was hopeful some of these guys were going to be able to play. Obviously, the coach or, or again the trainers felt like they, they couldn't go. Hopefully, these guys are back on the field next week, this upcoming week against against New England. But this is a horrible loss for this team. There's no other way to put it. You got your ass kicked by a team that you've been traditionally better than, and, and I still think you are a better team than them, even though, again, it didn't show because of, the, uh, uh, because of the injuries. But more importantly, your coaches let you down. The coaches that got involved in this, in this, uh, in this uh, strip club situation and brought COVID-19 back to the, to the team, uh, again, this is, this is the, the uh, maybe might have been the weight that, that although, let me say what, the straw that broke the camel's back, so to speak, because I think it was too much of a weight to be able to take for this team. Uh, with that said, no excuses. Offensive lines should not be dominated like they were. Defensive lines got to play better. And nobody, they say it all the time, nobody's crying for us. Well, each and every one of those players need to look in the mirror and figure out if they gave the maximum effort yesterday because some did not and some that need to each and every week for this team to be able to win. All right, we'll take a break. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. Don't forget about my friends over at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. acpromise.com, that's acpromise.com. North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank, whether it's electrical needs, generator, whether you're looking uh, uh, for help with your air conditioning and heating systems, uh, Burkhardt has you covered. Uh, Whether it's commercial or residential or industrial, they're there for you. 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home or your business. acpromise.com, acpromise.com. If you're over the never-ending New Orleans summer heat, it's hot. Then you're one of us. It's hot. Welcome to 106.1 Nash Icon's never-ending summer of Nash. I mean, let's be honest. We all prefer Nash country over 106 degrees. Oh, 
Let us reward your battle against the heat with some of the hottest tickets in New Orleans. It's all about having a good time, right? Every weekday while you work with Scott Innes, you could win tickets to Florida Georgia Live. This is how we roll. Luke Combs. One Nash winner will get them all. Get the code to text every day while you work. Stream us online at NashFM1061.com. Then turn it up loud. The never-ending summer of Nash. Only from New Orleans country giant. 1061 Nash FM. This report is sponsored by Lowe's. Lowe's is helping pros like you move our community forward. The Lowe's Pro Team is here for your pro team with necessities, from generators to cleaning supplies to get your neighborhoods back up and running. Go to your nearest Lowe's or get supplies 24-7 at Lowe's.com. While supplies last, U.S. only. Be mindful of delays that are solid on 10 eastbound between the I-55 ramp and the 310 is closed. Again, 10 eastbound between the I-55 ramp and the 310 is closed and delays are steady on 10 eastbound from before Beltair to the 310 ramp. Also be mindful of delays that are solid if you're traveling along the Crescent City Connection eastbound coming into the city from Terry Parkway to the Camp Street exit. On the 610 on the eastbound side, your backups are solid from Elysian Fields to the 10610 merge. And on the 610 on the westbound side, your delays are solid at Canal Boulevard. I'm at Robinson broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brander Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes, ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soup, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can have. Hi, Eric Asher, once again, talking about my friends at Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating. This is the time of year where you want to feel comfortable, and Burkhart wants you and your family to be safe. That's why they asked me to talk about Generac Automatic Standby Generators. When the power goes out, a Generac generator from Burkhart will keep the lights on, your refrigerator on, air conditioning. It's all up and running instantly. So next time the storm hits, don't be left in the dark. Talk to Burkhart about a Generac generator. Visit acpromise.com, that's acpromise.com, and tell them Eric sent you. Ray Stovall Plumbing, 504-373-5733. Locally owned and operated, fully licensed and insured, Ray Stovall Plumbing is a full-service plumbing company that can handle all of your plumbing needs, including gas testing and permitting, as well as video inspections. We always have a master plumber in the field, and all employees are drug tested and background checked. 
serving the South Shore and North Shore with service on Saturdays. That's Ray Stovall Plumbing, 504-373-5733. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock. Tulane went down 61 to 21 uh, to Ole Miss. Uh, Ole Miss pretty much did to them uh, what they did to Morgan State the week before. Uh, first of all, it doesn't help. Okay, everything Tulane's had to deal with, you know, again, much like the Saints, uh, being displaced, being in Birmingham, living out of a hotel for the last few weeks, everything having to be done remotely with school, and then at the same time, you know, trying to be able to, you know, keep the uh, the team together. For, but, again, unlike the Saints coaches, uh, the Tulane coaches not hanging out in strip clubs, bringing COVID-19 back to their team. Um, but Tulane ran into a team that was sending a message to college football that they needed to be taken seriously. I mean, scoring touchdowns on nine of their first 11 series, over 700 uh, yards in total offense. Um, I mean, it was really pick a score until Kiffin called off the dogs in the fourth quarter. I mean, it, I'm, I'm, I'm being serious here. Uh, there was a point in the third quarter where it was actually it was the 11-minute mark. It was after, uh, after uh, Corral's fourth, t- uh, fourth t- TD uh, of the day. It made it 54-21. to 21 where I wrote in my notes, if this was a boxing match, they would have thrown in the towel, okay? Because for the two-lane defense, it was no longer a contest. It just wasn't, okay, at that point. I mean, you know, just light years from what we thought we were going to see, especially after the way they played against Oklahoma in week one. Uh, Matt Corral, I think he showed that he is a Heisman favorite, or at least a, a guy that needs to be considered for the Heisman. 23 of 31. 335 yards, um, and he had three touchdowns through the air uh, and four uh, went 13 uh, carries, 68 yards, and four touchdowns on the ground. That was his Heisman game. That's the one you put up and say, okay, this is the guy now, now that has a chance to be able to get a Heisman. First player in SEC history with three, t- uh, uh, three touchdown passes and four rushing touchdowns in a single game. Wow. Uh, on, the, on the flip side, I <laughs> – I felt bad for Pratt. You know, I'm thinking, you know, they kept showing Archie Banning and, and Eli and all, you know, the ties to the Mannings back. And I'm, and I'm thinking, and it hit me as I'm watching Pratt run for his life and get thrown into a mud puddle, okay? He looked like Archie Manning when he was with the Saints, you know, when, when he was the Saints quarterback, running for his life, getting beaten and broken all day long. I mean, just, just a, I mean, it, it, when you see the kid, how tough he is, first of all, you tip your cap to him. Uh, but not, not much they could do. Look, Tulane's defense was on the heels from, from the outset of the game. Uh, they never really could show their speed, uh, they, they, and they, they weren't playing in the backfield like we've seen through the first two games. When you talk about Oklahoma and you talk about Morgan State, I thought they were on skates, okay? Uh, the, the physicality of the Ole Miss offensive line, they dominated up front. I thought you saw the speed and misdirection, Okay that had the greenies on their heels, and, and Corral took advantage of the soggy conditions early uh, with, with two first-quarter touchdowns. But it seemed like, uh, again, the athleticism of the green wave was taken away by the wet conditions. But Ole Miss, they seemed to thrive, okay? Then, again, offensively, it took Tulane a while to be able to get, get rolling here. Um, everything that Tulane did, it seemed to be – Ole Miss seemed to be ready for it. Now, we talked about the Ole Miss defense, right, how, again, they try to take the pass away, and they really did. Um, 
I give Tulane a lot of credit early. What they got a, uh, the offensive. Uh, they, they came down. They scored early. Uh, then it doesn't help when Dorian Williams, one of their one of their top linebackers, goes out uh, for, for targeting, and then they're just targeting later on in the game, and that's not a targeting call. You know, of course, again, look, I'll just say it. It was SEC officials. They're garbage to begin with, but don't put them in a, in a, in a, in a, in a game where you have somebody out of conference playing. Um, just ridiculous in, ter- in terms of the amount of yards that, that Ole Miss was putting up, up each and every time uh, they went on a drive. Uh, doesn't help when, again, the penalties that were happening with, with Tulane that set them back. Um, but the defense just didn't match up against Ole Miss, the, their athleticism, like they did against Oklahoma. Uh, whether it's, again, the physicality, the misdirection, Tulane seemed to be on the losing end each and every time. And then, of course, Pratt running for his life, at times throwing in a double coverage. Uh, but, you know, more than anything else, just no time to be able to throw the ball. And it kept, kept coming back to, again, the speed and misdirection that took away Tulane's athleticism on defense. Even when the conditions dried out, and you saw it dried out, they still weren't able to be able to keep up what was going on uh, with the misdirection and speed uh, of, the, uh, of, of the Ole Miss Rebels. Uh, so, you know, when the Tulane defense is – is having to well, – I think they had played like at one point in the third quarter, I think it was uh, 63 plays had been run against them. I mean, they were just gassed. They were gassed. You could see it. But, again, no excuse. Uh, they just got – they were in a situation where they just got beat by a better team and a team that was willing to say, look, they heard the cat calls, okay? They heard people in New Orleans. This old Miss is not that far, okay, Oxford. They heard people in New Orleans like myself saying that Tulane could give them a game, that maybe Tulane could upset them. I'm sure they, again, the, 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 the little greeny thing on, hat, on the side of the helmet, well, you know, back in the SEC with, again, the SEC champ things on, uh, a sticker on the back, maybe didn't help things. Uh, old Miss went out there to prove that, you know what, uh, even though Kiffin said it after the game as well, and he said it before the game that, that they had the look of an SEC team, they didn't look like an SEC team on Saturday night, okay? Uh, Tulane didn't look like, an, like, like a team from, from, from the uh, American Athletic Conference, and uh, Ole Miss looked like a pretty good SEC team. Uh, with that said, again, look, it's one game. Uh, it's a game that is not going to hurt them when it comes to the American Athletic Conference. Hopefully it's a learning experience uh, for this team. And hopefully now they're coming back home. They'll get back settled. Uh, and they got a tough one coming up against UAB. I'm right, going to take a break. We come back. Jack and River Ridge is on the line. We'll take his call. And we'll take some other calls at 260-1061. Eric Asher with you until 6. We'll be right back. Hi, Eric Ash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Oddly. Are you looking to add more ground clearance or enjoy new terrains? Or you want to improve the ride quality and hauling capacity of your car, truck, or SUV? Then Southern Tire has the answer. We are your lift and leveling kit experts. If you enjoy going off-road, Southern Tire has the lift kit for your vehicle. Our suspension lift kits will increase ground clearance and the performance of your vehicle. 
Hickory and Airline in Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti, in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. Eric Ashby with my good friend Mike Delahousie at the TikTok Cafe. Mike, I was craving the best breakfast in town. Thank you, Eric. Yeah, but they were closed, so I'm back here at the TikTok Cafe instead. You know, that's not nice. Come on, man. You know we aim to please. You got to get a better aim, pal. Stop. You know we never close, huh? Well, neither does the morgue, so what's your point? Ah, you unbelievable. You know, you got to admit, we've got the best prices in town. Gluten-free? Uh, I think you're missing the point, bud. The TikTok Cafe in the heart of Metairie at Causeway and I-10 are better known as the intersection of diabetes and high cholesterol. Hi, folks. Trust is what Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating is all about. Take it from me, Eric Asher. If your AC ever fails, you can trust Burkhart to be there quick, get you back up and running. If you need a new AC, trust Burkhart to treat you with respect, to help you save with a fair price, do the job right. As my good friend John Burkhart always says, trust is the foundation of our business, just ask our customers. For air conditioning this season, trust Burkhart. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. New Orleans, your resilience is inspiring. As our community continues to recover, Diamonds Direct is proud to help. We know the road to recovery will be longer for some, and that's why we're raising funds for local organizations like Cajun Navy and our Employee Relief Fund. Learn more at diamondsdirect.com slash New Orleans. Our showroom is open, and we're here for you, whether you're ready to pick up a repair, past purchase, or just want to come by and say hi. We're truly stronger together, New Orleans, and we're proud to stand by you during these challenging times. What can give you a competitive edge in today's red-hot housing market? Rocket can. That's because Rocket Mortgage can give you a verified approval. It could help your offer stand out. Rocket technology provides a rock-solid verification of your income, assets, and credit, giving sellers greater confidence in you. Go to rocketmortgage.com or call us today at 8338-ROCKET. A verified approval is based on an underwriter's analysis of your individual financial information, appraisal, and title report. Call for cost information and conditions equal housing lender license in all 50 states and MLSConsumeraccess.org number 3030. Dell's semi-annual sale is the perfect opportunity for a significant business upgrade. Save up to 45% on Dell computers built for business with Windows 10 Pro. Plus, enjoy special pricing on Dell docks, monitors, servers, and more, all with easy financing options through Dell Financial Services. Succeed anywhere with Windows 10 Pro. Speak to a Dell Technologies advisor today to find the right tech for your business with fast, free shipping. Call 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock, 260-1061. Jack is in River Ridge. Jack, welcome to the show. How are you doing, Jack? Jack, you with us? Going once, going twice. Jack is out of there. All right. Um, don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. If you're in the market for a generator, know that Burkhardt is there for you. Uh, they do single-day installs. They'll sit down with you, find out what you're looking for in terms of a generator for your home or your business, and put you on the calendar for that single-day install. Financing available generators. 
If you want, uh, if you uh, are looking for a generator and can't uh, pay it all up front, you can pay that over time. Do install quality check after one month. And, of course, at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, when it comes to repairs of your generator, 24-7, 365 emergency service, all the parts you need for your generator are stocked at their warehouse in Mandeville. Uh, again, when it comes to generator sales and service, it's Burkhardt, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. All right, in hour number two, we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on with uh, the LSU Tigers. Uh, as far as I'm, you know, again, look, I'm not down on Tulane. I'm not down on the Saints. Okay, I mean, uh, you know, sometimes you get your ass kicked. Uh, I'm more, I'm, I'm more upset really with the coaches' situation with the Saints, uh, and uh, you know, all that again was was a domino effect on what we saw: injuries, coaches sequestered, displaced, whatever you want to call it. Okay, all that kind of lent to where they are right now. Uh, but uh, I can see them going into New England next week and, and beating the Patriots. Uh, we'll, we'll see how that, how that plays out. Um, I am a little concerned about, um, again, the receiver's lack of separation and uh, the, the total offense, but I think that's going to come in time as well. Remember, first quarter of the season is always difficult. Saints look great in the first game. They look horrible in the second game. Maybe they're somewhere in the middle. We'll see. Again, I still think this is going to be a pretty good football team. As far as Tulane goes, they stepped up in class. Okay, Ole Miss is a pretty good football team. We talked about it last week. Um, I, I thought Tulane would show out more. Um, you can talk about the conditions, everything else, make all excuses in the world. Uh, they got their ass whipped. Uh, again, hopefully they rebound this week and, uh, and then they play well coming home. And hopefully there's a decent crowd out there to be able to welcome the way back, back to, uh, to New Orleans. As far as LSU goes, and I'm going to get into a lot of that in, in the second hour, along with, again, talking a little bit about the energy situation, new class acting suit against energy. Um, I thought LSU did what they needed to do uh, and what they were supposed to do in, in, in beating a team that was, again, uh, you know, uh, uh, well, well below the standards of LSU. Uh, this was a preseason game, much like last weekend was. Uh, but, again, we're going to find out a lot about this team this week against Mississippi State. And we'll find out exactly what type of, type of team this is. No more excuses about, again, well, we didn't work on, on UCLA enough in the offseason. Uh, you got, uh, again, you, you didn't blow out McNeese like you should have. You, did, you, you pretty much dominated Central, Central Michigan. Now the rubber hits the road. You got, you got Mississippi State. You got Auburn back-to-back here. We'll see how this team's going to play. And this is going to be, again, the tail of the tape, whether Ed Ogeron holds on to his job or not. Uh, because I said last week, the buzzards are circling. Uh, maybe you get a weak reprieve on, on the way they played last week. But, look, again, it's Central Michigan. Uh, we're going to find out after they got embarrassed last year by Mississippi State what this team has in them uh, as they take on Mississippi State on, on, on Saturday. And then, of course, like I said, it doesn't get easier uh, for the Tigers going forward. All right, we'll take a break. We come back. We'll wrap up hour number one. Hour number two, we'll jump a little bit more deeper into the Tigers. Also, we'll talk a bit about energy. We'll take your phone calls as well. Larry Holder of The Athletic joins us at 530. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. Bobby Iver's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, voted the number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. A place where you can enjoy a great meal with family or hanging out with friends watching the game. A mouthwatering menu that has something for everyone. Amazing cocktails and an incredible beer selection. TVs everywhere. You'll never miss a play. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. The perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Order online for delivery at BobbyAbears.com. Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner at 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good. Hi, Eric Asher. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. Hey, Eric, 17 years later, we're still open 24-7. 
Yeah, your sign ought to read, sorry, we're open. Come on, man, 24 hours a day? You know how tough that is? That's a real service to the community. Yeah, the Poison Control Center is open 24 hours, too. Uh, the TikTok Cafe, where the gluten is always free. Intersection of I-10 and Causeway, also known as the intersection of salmonella and high cholesterol. Oceana Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. At Southern Tire Auto Works, we do it all. Whether it's a simple oil change, wheel alignment, preventive maintenance, brake repair, installation of a custom exhaust or suspension system. If you need repairs on climate control systems, cooling systems, electronic or electrical systems, we are the experts. At Southern Tire Auto Works, we are truly your one-stop shop for all your automotive needs. Hickory and Airline in Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. If you need to get the word out about your business and the goods and services you have to provide for our community, simply give us a call at 504-581-7002 or log on to nolacumuluscares.com and we will get the word out to the New Orleans area for you. It's very simple. Give us a call at 504-581-7002 and we will get the word out to the New Orleans area for you. Your messages will be heard on air and helping to rebuild our community. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Views Alto is the vape as unique as the back roads you ride. With Views by You, you can choose from four colors, three flavors, three nicotine levels, and infinite wrap designs. Make Views Alto a vape that is yours in store now. Discover more at Views.com. Views, charge beyond. Vapor products, underage sale prohibited. Website and offers restricted to age 21 and over tobacco consumers. With Amdro, you can enjoy your backyard like never before. Our round-the-clock pest protection gives you the peace of mind to enjoy your great outdoors without a care in the world. Cannonball! Okay, we can't defend you against the splash zone. But when it comes to fire ants and other pests, we've got you covered 24-7. Find Amdro in the insecticide aisle at your nearest retailer. Folks, don't forget about my friends at Southern Tire. I talked about it last week. Brand new tires from Southern Tire. Got them right before we evacuated uh, to Nashville. And, of course, uh, we know it. Again, driving around New Orleans, the metropolitan area, uh, especially with all the roofs that were blown off, so much construction going on. Uh, a lot of, uh, again, trucks taking stuff back to the dump. There's nails everywhere. And, yes, I spoke it, and it came true. Nailed in my tire on, uh, on Thursday. And, of course, uh, Friday, brought it in the Southern Tire. Got me all patched up and ready to go. It's going to happen to you. So don't even get dunked. Don't get angry. Don't fret. Don't, don't get uh, excited or upset. When your tire goes flat, bring it over to Southern Tire. Again, largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area. Something for everyone's budget. Financing available. Of course, they can repair that for you as well. ASC certified technicians. Highest certification in the industry. And, of course, same diagnostic equipment you get over at the uh, dealerships. at Southern Tire, your one-stop shop for all automotive needs. Owned by the Piazza family since 1972. Southern Tire, Hickory and Airline in Metairie. Catch the best prep football show in the country. 
I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. What you say there, Eric? Hey, did I ever tell you have like the perfect face for radio? No, Mike. Did I ever tell you that you have the perfect 24-hour diner? Hey, bud. No, as a matter of fact, you haven't. That's because you don't. Come on, man. You know that ain't nice. And uh, neither is your help. Then why do you eat here so often? Well, my wife says that I'm a glutton for punishment. The TikTok Cafe, where the video poker is always hot, 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 Causeway and I-10, better known as the intersection of E. coli and salmonella. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Hi, folks. Trust is what Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating is all about. Take it from me, Eric Asher. If your AC ever fails, you can trust Burkhart to be there quick, get you back up and running. If you need a new AC, trust Burkhart to treat you with respect, to help you save with a fair price and do the job right. As my good friend John Burkhardt always says, trust is the foundation of our business. Just ask our customers. For air conditioning this season, trust Burkhardt. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you.
Welcome back. Hour number two of Inside New Orleans, 106.1 FM Nash Icon. Eric Asher taking you home each and every weekday afternoon, 4 to 6. iHeartRadio app, tune in radio app, take, take the show with you anywhere. Nash FM 106.1 and ericasher.com on the World Wide Web. Our podcast available on all major podcasting platforms. Anchor is our home base. And, of course, the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports this week features Jeff Duncan of Noel.com and also Fox 8 Sports. Uh, that is uh, Thursday, 1 p.m on WLAE TV, also live streaming on WLAE TV's YouTube page. Uh, 6 p.m. on LAE is our first rebroadcast. Thursday night, 10 o'clock on The Deuce. Uh, 5 p.m., 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on WLAE TV. 2 a.m. on The Deuce, WLAE TV, 2 every Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. Always on the WLAE TV YouTube page, always at ericasher.com, and always on our social media platforms, at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter and Eric Asher on Facebook. Larry Holder will join us at the bottom of this hour. We will cover Tulane, LSU, and Saints with him today. So looking forward to having him on the program. If you missed the first hour, we broke down the Saints and also Tulane. Uh, this hour we'll talk about the LSU Tigers. Of course, 49-21 uh, uh, to 21 winners over, over Central Michigan. First of all, the first thing that really struck out, stuck out to me rather was uh, something we talked about last week and something actually the coaches and all had talked about it. It was kind of a, a narrative for the week. A much better tempo. I think it showed uh, in Max Johnson's performance. Uh, I thought the players were getting in quicker. I thought he looked much more comfortable going through his progressions. Uh, also, when you look at the RPO, something Mike Fazan talked about on this program on Friday, and I 100% agree with him. Again, he's made as an, made as an RPO quarterback. That's what he excelled in last year, and you saw it. Okay, that and the quick passing game really helped the offensive line. Uh, and then, of course, you look at, at, at uh, the, the receiving core. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Besh, first of all. I, I know why they're playing him at tight end uh, because, again, they, they would like to get him on the field in some, some way, somehow, because he's that good. Uh, and, he, and he continues to show it week in, week out. Uh, but, again, Devontae Lee played well. Uh, you can look at, uh, you know, Corey Moore had, had, um, had, had times when he played well. Uh, neighbors played well. Deion Smith really showed out. Uh, as as a uh, as as a pass catcher, so again you felt really good about some of the young um, uh, pass catchers that, that were out there. Brian Thomas Jr. as well. I think um, uh, they had a they had a uh, graphic up at one point that said um, uh, three freshman pass catchers. I think it was Besh Smith and Thomas during the first half had ten catches, two hundred fourteen yards, and three touchdowns. That that again that shows you they got some talent. We knew they had talent to wide receiver position, uh, and and they really showed up against uh, Central Michigan. Now again. Central Michigan, right? Uh, it's got to show up against Mississippi State this week. Uh, the defensive line continues to play well when you start talking about the interior with the young players. Uh, I talked about last week, you know, Smith, Guillory, Roy, Evans. Uh, and they really have to now because they've lost a really critical piece going forward with Andre Anthony out for the, for the rest of the season. He was playing very, very well. Uh, the turning point for the game, I thought, really was when Stingley, who was much maligned last week uh, for some business decisions that he made in terms of hits, uh, that huge uh, fumble hit that set up the scoop and score uh, was, was a play that really kind of turned the theme around off LSU in terms of the physicality of the game. But LSU did what it was supposed to do, okay? 
you have to take care of a, of a Central Michigan team that maybe has, what, a couple of players that might be playing on Sunday? They were talking about the big tackle. Maybe, again, his, his, uh, his, uh, his high school teammate, the guard next to him. There are a few players, maybe skill positions that might be able to play on the next level. But, again, this is what LSU should have done. They've got, they've got professional quality players on their team, guys that are going to be playing on Sunday. You gotta, you gotta uh, again thwart a team like Central Michigan. Looks like you need to do it against Big Knees. but folks, still issues with the offensive line. I, I don't know how, when you get into SEC play, that that you're going to be able to mask that deficiency. I kept hearing the announcers last on on Saturday saying, "Well, you're going to go to more of a passing game." Look, you cannot be one dimensional in the SEC. And the SEC is such a physical conference that you have to be able to uh, to run the football. And, you know, I think Corey Kiner played really well. I think he's got that wiggle. I'm going to be interested to see again how he matches up against SEC talent, though, okay? Look, he's playing against guys in Central Michigan. Most of those guys, you know, they'll be doing something else with their professional lives, not playing professional football. But he's got a wiggle to him. He's got that it factor that you see in, in, in a back. But I want to see how his speed matches up against SEC defenses. But I really like what I saw uh, out of him on Saturday night. And maybe they got a back at him now, okay? A guy that could be a game-breaker for for this team, something that they are sorely lacking. I thought the scheme on the defensive side was simplified, and I thought it helped. But the question is, again, with a simplified defensive scheme, much like I've said over the last few years when when, when they they were talking about simplifying the scheme. If you simplify the scheme – you make it easier for the offense to be able to figure out what you're going to do. Okay, so there's a catch-22 there. Look, the last two weeks have been preseason wins, right? The loss against UCLA is not forgotten, but the conference schedule begins this week. There's no more excuses when it comes to on-the-job training uh, for both Pease and Jones, the offensive defensive coordinators, okay? I mean, you got to be able to be ready to go now. Uh, if LSU doesn't play the standard of LSU football starting on Saturday against Mississippi State, then I'm telling you, the countdown begins on the end of the Coach O era. doesn't matter whether he won a championship in 2019, greatest his, uh, team in the history of the LSU, maybe in the history of college football, Joe Burrow, all the awards, everything that's in the trophy case. That's old news. That's yesterday's newspaper, okay? Uh, what have you done for me lately? Five and five last year, unacceptable. You gave him a little bit bit of a pause because, again, COVID-19. A little bit of one because of COVID-19. You liked they were playing better toward the end of the year. You came out, you laid an egg against UCLA. You said at the podium your team was not as prepared as they should have been for UCLA. You should have worked on them more in the offseason. Man, sometimes O just needs to shut his mouth because comments like that make you wonder again if, if if he's up to the job. Seriously? You got one job. It's an opening game. Um, it's an opening game on national TV. You're trying to change the minds of everybody that watched you play last year, and you come out and say, "Well, we got uh, we got beat, but we we didn't really again uh, take them seriously in 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 um, in, uh, in training camp, okay? Fall camp, we didn't really work on them. Well, who were you working on? Mississippi State. Better see it this weekend if that's the case. He has only himself to blame ultimately if if, if we see Coach O get fired here. It's not because of recruiting. He's done a great job in recruiting. And, look, you're taking a chance here with, again, these upcoming recruiting classes that are Louisiana, that you can lose those recruiting classes. But let me tell you something right now. LSU has a losing season. You're losing those recruits anyway. Those guys are gone. Not coming to LSU. They're going to go to Alabama. They're going to go to Georgia. They're going to go wherever they got to go at this point, but they're not going to go cast their lot with LSU if they're losing. Uh, 
you look at the musical chairs on coordinators, the, the buyouts, okay, that cost EAF and the boosters big money. The inability to consistently build an SEC offensive line. And then I'm going to say it. I know a lot of people don't want to say it, but you know what? We tell the truth on this, on, on this program. His off-the-field lifestyle is also an issue, okay? He's made it public. He put it out there on social media, okay? You can't be laying in a bed with your girlfriend and be, and be taking selfies, okay? Uh, especially in the, on a year after you won the national championship and then you go 5-5 five and five that year, okay? I mean, again, it looks like he's distracted, okay, saying I, I, didn't, I didn't interview my coordinators last year. Are you kidding me? Well, what were you doing? Hanging out with the girlfriend? Well, you know, that's a legitimate point here. The only way Ogeron can save his job is to win. That's the only way. Look, there's a reason why the best coordinators in, in football turned him down offseason. Okay? They turned him down the offseason because they knew his leash was short, and now it's even shorter. So I give a tremendous amount of credit to LSU bouncing back against from, from, from again, not the greatest effort against McNeese and playing, again, LSU-type football against Central Michigan. But the rubber hits the road this weekend against Mississippi State. And if they don't get it done, believe me, I said the buzzers were circling last week, ain't going to be long. Scott Woodward did not hire this guy. Uh, There's so much swirling around this this program right now. Uh, Again, he could be the next Gene Chizik. And and that, that, that that is the way it is in Baton Rouge right now. I'm hoping that he turns it around. I like Coach O. But at some point, in a program like LSU, much is expected, and especially after coming off the 2019 season. All right, we'll take a break. We come back. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. We'll talk some energy. We come back for a few minutes. A new class action lawsuit against energy. We'll get into that. And then uh, Larry Holder will join us at 5.30, and uh, we'll talk to him about what's going on with Saints, LSU, and Tulane. Again, folks, don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. If you're in the market for a new air conditioning system, let's say you came home from, from the uh, storm, you need a new AC. Call my friends at Burkhardt. At least let them give you a price. Generator. You're getting a generator? At least let them give you a price. You need electrical help? At least let them give you a price. Burkhardt is an honest company, family-owned and operated since 1989, that stands behind their work. Their reputation means everything to them. 15 trucks to the field, 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home, and customer service. Always treating your home like their home. So, again, if you're in need, Burkhardt will be there for you. That's acpromise.com, acpromise.com. If you want a little soul with your country, then you're with us. New Orleans country, from the classics to the songs that matter. Your country is on 1061 Nash Icon or anytime at NashFM1061.com. This report is sponsored by Churches. Churches has a deal made for you or all y'all. Choose your favorite tenders or classic style chicken and spicy or original with sides and biscuits for everyone. So swing by for Churches Feed 6 starting at $20 deals. Churches, bringing that down-home flavor. Offer valid at participating locations. Keep in mind that I-10 eastbound remains closed between I-55 and the 310. Again, 10 eastbound remains closed between I-55 and the 310. And delays are steady on 10 eastbound from just past Beltaire to the 310. And keep in mind, an alternate route you want to take is Airline Highway. Also, look out for delays right around, right along I-55 on the southbound side. 
Delays remain heavy if you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway in the Crescent City connection from Stumpf Boulevard to the O'Keefe Howard Avenue exit. On the 610 on the westbound side, your delays are steady from just past Canal Boulevard to the 10610 merge. And on the eastbound side, your delays are solid from St. Bernard to the 10610 merge. 10 eastbound, your delays are heavy from just past the Legion Fields to the high rise. And if you're traveling westbound along the Pontchartrain Expressway, delays are steady from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit. I'm at Robinson broadcasting from the attorney Mike Bradner Traffic Center. DA Exterminating is proud to be locally owned and serving Louisiana's Gulf South for over 60 years. If you want a fast response and great service, call DA now on the North Shore and in Metairie, or you can visit us online at daexterminating.com. Traffic is brought to you by DA Exterminating, proud to be locally owned and serving over 60 years. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes, ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soup, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can handle. Hi, folks. Trust is what Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating is all about. Take it from me, Eric Asher. If your AC ever fails, you can trust Burkhart to be there quick, get you back up and running. If you need a new AC, trust Burkhart to treat you with respect, to help you save with a fair price, do the job right. As my good friend John Burkhart always says, trust is the foundation of our business. Just ask our customers. For air conditioning this season, trust Burkhart. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Oceana Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Unwind from your daily routine with Vicks Vapo Bath or Vicks Vapo Shower and let those soothing Vicks Vapors help you relax. <sighs> Enjoy a Vicks Vapo moment wherever you choose. Look for Vicks Vapo Bath and Vicks Vapo Shower in a store near you. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6, as we do on this program. Pretty much every day we take a look at what's happening uh, here in the city, the state, and the region. And uh, we've been talking a lot about energy uh, on this program. Again, going back to uh, Katrina, 
uh, and of course, uh, even more after Zeta, and then of course now again after Ida. Uh, I give a lot of credit to David Hammer, who's done a fantastic job in investigating energy uh, for Channel 4 News. Uh, matter of fact, uh, reading from part of the uh, report from Channel 4 today, a new class action suit has been filed on behalf of energy customers that accuses the company of, I quote, grossly inadequate maintenance and inspection of a system that would not even sustain a hurricane wind gust of below 100 miles per hour from Hurricane Ida. That's according to court documents. Now, the lawsuit cites Energy CEO Philip May's interview with um, David Hammer when the CEO claimed the company's transmission equipment had been engineered to withstand 150-mile-per-hour winds. Remember, I talked about that on the program shortly when we came back on the air. Uh, in an interview with Hammer, according to the report, May said the river tower that collapsed in Avondale was, and this is the one that blew me away, right? Remember I said this? Don't ever forget this, ladies and gentlemen. Very robustly engineered, and it did not need to be replaced. Remember, he went on to say that, again, it worked perfectly through uh, uh, Katrina. That was, what, 16 years ago? Uh, and, of course, that the tower was, was riddled with rust. Uh, if you remember the Jefferson Paris deputy who watched this thing fall in real time, talking about the, uh, the X brackets collapsing on it, how much, when it hit the ground, how much rust was on this thing. Okay, uh, that 400-foot tower, according to the report, was part of the transmission system in Avondale that collapsed uh, in, in, in what they're calling a rusty heap. <laughs> That's a pretty good description. Uh, there were uh, there were other seven lines that also failed. The company said it, because of the wind damage uh, to just 12 of the 50, uh, there was wind damage to just 12 of the 1,500 poles of towers that carry those lines. Seven of those structures, in addition to the Avondale Tower, were destroyed. Five others were damaged, according to Energy. Energy went on to say that they spend 4.2 billion folks. Don't if you're driving to your car right now. Two hands on the wheel for me, okay? If you're home, eating or drinking, swallow quickly. Energy says they spend $4.2 billion on expanding its transmission system since 2014. Wait, wait. Say that again? $4.2 billion on expanding the transmission system since 2014. Okay. They also claim they spent $100 million last year just to strengthen the substations that receive high-voltage power from the transmission lines and convert it for distribution to homes and business. Oh, police. Somebody find the priest. Elizabeth, I'm coming to join you. I feel like Fred Sanford right now. Are you kidding me? Energy CEO Philip May told, told Channel 4 Television that they had newly built or restored towers and wires, strengthening the substation to be engineered with, to withstand a 150-mile-per-hour wind. That dude needs a priest, okay? The lawsuit goes on to uh, cites other statements by Energy and claims they were lies about the strength of its system. That's a quote. Now, um, we all know that, again, the impact on the power grid across the uh, South Louisiana was, was unprecedented, uh, knocking out power to more than a million structures before the restorations began. Folks, let me say this first. Glad to see the lawsuit, okay? I'm glad to also see that the New Orleans City Council and the Public Service Commission, uh, Public Service Commission has launched their investigation into energy and energy New Orleans. Uh, again, we've discussed the energy infrastructure issues for years on this program. Most of that has fallen on deaf ears because, of, again, those that regulate the utility have traditionally taken campaign contributions from energy and, and, and the, the, the corporate family. Now, recently we saw some of these regulators start to rebuff campaign funds from energy and, of course, uh, their, their, uh, their corporate family. All right? 
it doesn't change the fact that we had 14 transmission lines going into the city before Katrina. We were down to six by Ida. So when Energy tells me or tells us that they spend four, what do they say? Let me go get it in. Four point two billion dollars on expanding the transmission system. I'm saying, where are the other eight transmission lines, Energy? Why didn't you put them up? Why was I able to find an article in the New York Times that said that you had petitioned, okay, the um, uh, 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 the federal uh, uh, federal electric department? I can't remember the exact. It was FICO or whatever it was uh, to, to tell them that you were not putting the transmission line back up that were lost after I uh, that was lost after Gustav. I'm not, let me tell you, I'm sorry. Lost after after Delta and Zeta and Laura because it was too expensive. Too expensive. Come on, man. Talking out of both sides of your, your mouth here, okay? All right. 14 transmission lines before Katrina, six for Ida. All failed, including the rusted transmission towers that, again, the state of Louisiana is as much as fault as energy is. Why? Because state of, of Louisiana inspectors passed those rusted pieces of junk. That's why. So let me say this. When it comes to those that are on the Public Service Commission, those who are on the City Council, especially those that are on, that are on the, on the, um, uh, the uh, Utility Committee, uh, this cannot be a, a political ploy for re-election. Okay, where again you're, you're throwing this out there. Eventually, again, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna say we're gonna go back to power's gonna be on. We're gonna go back to our everyday lives. We're gonna forget about it until the next crisis. Energy and energy new walls need to be held accountable for the condition of the grid and the entire power distribution system. And I'll say it again, something I've said since we came back. I said it last. Uh, I said it. I said it over the years as well. Ratepayers should not have to foot the bill for upgrades and the replacement. Okay, because energy has, has, has been allowed to pay for it on the back of ratepayers through, again, these storm restoration charges. Meanwhile, record profits in 2020, a pandemic year where we all lost money, okay, up 11%, $1.1 billion in profits for energy. So, no. No more storm, storm restoration funds. No more, again, waiting for the storm to take down what's weak in your system so we have to pay for it uh, so then you can pass on, 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 the, on the record profits to your shareholders. No way, no how. We need to treat energy like we treated the Corps of Engineers after Katrina. They need to be held accountable. And if, they won't, and if they, they, they're not willing to, they can't hold the Fortune 500 company, only Fortune 500 company in the, in the region over our heads. They want to roll on, let them roll on. Let them go to Jackson, Mississippi. And let's find a new power company that can power up the city and power up the state, period, the end. Whether it be a co-op, whether it be another company, because, again, I'm tired of second class. I'm tired of second-class utilities. I'm tired of second-class politicians. I'm tired of second-class. We deserve better. We deserve more. We pay for enough. Energy has fooled us one time. Won't fool us again. If the Public Service Commission doesn't get it together, if the New Orleans City Council doesn't get it together, vote them out. Vote them out. That's all you can do. Vote them out till you find someone that's willing to hold energy accountable. Because this is not just a storm problem. This is, a, this is, a, this is a, a, a breeze problem. That's right. In some parts of our community, a small breeze will knock out power in your home. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. All right, we take a break. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. We come back. Larry Holder is going to join us on the program. 
Uh, if you missed any of today's program, remember the podcast available on the Anchor Podcasting app and, of course, all the major podcasting apps that are available to you. We'll be right back. Hi, Eric Ash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Opelie. Southern Tire, family-owned and operated since 1972. Southern Tire is your one-stop shop for quality auto repairs and the best deals on tires. We offer a large selection of tires that will fit your budget no matter what you drive. In the market for a new set of wheels, at Southern Tire, we are your wheel experts. Choose from our large selection of wheels and tires up to 30 inches. Financing available. Hickory and Airline in Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti, in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Group. Hi, Eric Asher, once again talking about my friends at Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating. This is the time of year where you want to feel comfortable, and Burkhart wants you and your family to be safe. That's why they asked me to talk about Generac Automatic Standby Generators. When the power goes out, a Generac generator from Burkhart will keep the lights on, your refrigerator on, air conditioning. It's all up and running instantly. So next time the storm hits, don't be left in the dark. Talk to Burkhart about a Generac generator. Visit acpromise.com, that's acpromise.com, and tell them Eric sent you. New Orleans, your resilience is inspiring. As our community continues to recover, Diamonds Direct is proud to help. We know the road to recovery will be longer for some, and that's why we're raising funds for local organizations like Cajun Navy and our Employee Relief Fund. Learn more at diamondsdirect.com slash New Orleans. Our showroom is open, and we're here for you, whether you're ready to pick up a repair, past purchase, or just want to come by and say hi. We're truly stronger together, New Orleans, and we're proud to stand by you during these challenging times. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Ah, changing your oil. We've got what you need. Regular changes are the best way to keep your engine running smooth. We'll help you find the right oil for your make and model and everything to help you finish the job right, like drain pans, filters, and funnels. And we've got more ways to get it all fast, like our next day delivery and our free same-day pickup, in-store or curbside. Getting the job done just got easier. Restrictions and details at AutoZone.com. Get in the zone, AutoZone. I miss my baby, someone stole my baby By the way, my baby is my landscaping truck That was literally stolen from a job site Baby, won't you please come home? Owning a small business isn't always as lovely as it sounds, but with 30-plus customizable coverage options, Progressive Commercial keeps your business humming along. Get a quote in as little as six minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com I love my sweetheart, by the way, that's my riding lawnmower Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Coverage and discounts not available for all vehicles or states. Policy terms and conditions apply. Hey, folks, don't forget, whether it's your air conditioning system, generator, whether you're looking at um, uh, your heating system, especially now with the 
nice little cold snap we're going to have, a little fall coming in this week. And look, the heater won't be on in my house. I'll tell you that right now. Anybody knows me knows that. But it might be on in yours. Before you crank up the heater, have Burkhart come out and inspect it for you. And if you've got problems with the AC or the heating system, or you're looking for a generator for your home or electrical needs, it's Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating. Ask about their 25% energy reduction guarantee. Authorize the sales on the top brands in the industry. Truly a company can trust. That's Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating. Generator sales and service. ACPromise.com, ACPromise.com. Larry Holder of The Athletic is with us. Larry, how are you, bud? I'm good, Eric. How are you today? Doing great, Larry. Larry, let's start with the Saints. Why don't you give us your postmortem on what you saw yesterday? <laughs> About, let's see, a 178-degree turn from what we saw maybe in Green Bay. I won't go full 180 because at least they scored a touchdown. But, hey, it was, uh, it was uh, hard to watch. I would say, and uh, look, you can point to every excuse, and they're legitimate excuses. There's no question about it, Uh, whether it's the coaches or the lack of uh, healthy players uh, across the board as the injuries are kind of piling up. But uh, I would look and say, okay, offensively, uh, what the heck happened? Uh, Because those guys are basically there. Yep. One week, that offensive line looked great, and the next, it looked like uh, a, a total wreck. And you you, you had uh, the five guys play who really played well against Green Bay. So uh, I also think that we need to maybe uh, look back on this game in a couple weeks. Let's see how Carolina is playing. Like, because Look, I think they play well defensively, so I think that they, they might be an improving team. Uh, but, uh, but still – it was – you don't know what the Saints are right now. I think that's the moral of the story. They're somewhere probably in the middle of week one and week two, but which side are they closer to? I don't think we know yet. Yep, I agree. I don't think we know yet. The most concerning thing was the domination of the Carolina Panthers' defensive line against the Saints' offensive line. I'm not an excuse guy. Uh, communication issues. Come give me a break here, okay? Playing in a loud stadium. Are you kidding me? I mean, uh, you know, there's a lot of excuses coming out of that uh, out of that room to, uh, yesterday uh, when, again, they, they just got physically whipped. And, uh, again, unnecessary. Uh, when you when you talk about again just really one guy in Throckmorton that that was that was not uh, a starter on that line previously, and considering how well they played the week before against Green Bay. Yeah, and it's not like Cesar Ruiz has never played center before, and he had a week right. of playing this time in practice and such, and so uh, because but we saw. Um, Ryan Ramchek was getting beaten. Uh, you know, obviously, we saw, you know, Andres Pukowski at times. Yep. Uh, Armstead wasn't the same guy. Armstead, right. Yeah, it was just overall, it was hard to watch. And how much of that is just straight up losing your battles? How much of that is Jameis Winston not being able to identify blitzers and, and the way that Carolina was going to attack them? And so uh, it's probably a combination of both, but mm-hmm. uh, there is no reason that. This Saints offense uh, puts up six first downs in an entire game. I mean, Eric, you go back and look at two of the, the two fifteen play drives in, against Green Bay, uh, and, and I'm not counting. Say, all right, first count, first and goal, they score a touchdown, and that could count sure. another first down. But they had six first downs in each of those two drives against Green Bay. I mean, where did this go? Uh, it, you know, it's basically the same same bunch. Uh, that was out there from week one, week two, and I think that's yep. 
to me, that's more concerning than the defense because I think the defense, they can get things fixed, uh, You'll and you'll get a little healthier as we go. Offensively, I think that's where the concern has to be for me. I'm with you, Larry. I mean, I, and, I, and I said in the open here today uh, that I felt like, again, at times, Winston looked like he had a buccaneer on his helmet instead of a fleur de lis. Uh, yeah, he didn't have any protection. The running game wasn't there. But he wasn't decisive, as you mentioned, not picking up the blitz, but also, again, making bad decisions, putting the ball at risk. I mean, there were some really bad decisions that were made that, again, that are unacceptable as a Saints quarterback under Sean Payton. Yeah, I think the one that really sticks at me is that uh, you drive it down at the end of the half, you can lose your yep. point, and then you blow it. And so, and then you're knowing you're getting the ball back in the second half, so you could have had some momentum if you can at least some points on the board. And just not the smart decision to go down the field and it gets picked off. And uh, that was Jameis from Tampa trying to do too much. You know, last week yep. he was talking about how, you know, it's the importance of the decision as opposed to the result. Well, it, we kind of flipped it this week. And that's what we've been known to know Jameis Winston for his entire yep. career. And so, it's true. Uh, you know, we this is something that – and, and I was writing this after the game. I said, look, Jameis is going to make mistakes at some point. And I didn't think it would be uh, in week two but uh, as much. But, look, it was uh, – you know this, this exists. And so this is going to be a work in progress for him. And uh, you know, there's going to be times when, when we see this. Uh, you just hope it's, it's not as often as it was in Tampa because uh, it's uh, – if, if so, it will be one of these topsy-turvy – uh, seasons where you don't know what you're going to get uh, every week. The lack of poise under pressure was concerning. It really was. I mean, you got to have poise at the end of the day. you got to know what to do with the football, and that was concerning to me. I, I agree with you defensively. You know, I mean, just the loss of so many talented players that, again, your first-line players really hurt this team. I mean, not having Gardner-Johnson to be able to match up against McCaffrey, Quan Alexander on the field. It, you know, again, it's always next man up, but we knew – Coming into the season, next man up was not going to be as good as last year's next man up. And it really showed on the defensive side of the ball. Look, I thought they got a little bit more pressure once Carolina's two offensive linemen went out. But, but overall, again, you can point to, the to again, just a lack of healthy bodies on the defensive side of the ball. Can't do that on offense. Right. And because uh, at some point, C.J. Uh, G.J. will be back. And Lattimore will be back. And, uh, you know, you, you know, these guys, uh, they, they are difference makers <laughs> for the Saints defense. Uh, Quan Alexander, you hope he can come back in a couple of weeks. I'm not really sure the, uh, the extent of that, that arm injury that put him there. Um, and then, uh, look, you know, Keno passing now, he, he's not going to be out forever. Uh, you right. know, and you, you at least got to see the spice and penalties. You got to see some solid uh, play from Peyton Turner. I think mm-hmm. that's a plus. True. And you know, at some point, David Onyemata's coming back, and right. that unit can get better. But I always feel like that unit was already ahead of the mm-hmm. offense. And I mean, is Michael Thomas going to be that much of the difference maker? Traquan Smith? Uh, I don't know. Uh, does that offensive line get solidified when McCoy comes back? Probably after the bye. Yeah, I'm sure it gets a little better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but you still got to play games. I mean, we don't know. If the Saints can move the football, it's not like, uh, you know, it's true. If, if they go up against a, a good defensive front, can they run the football against mm-hmm. uh, that team? Especially without a big back. Yeah. They did, I mean, again, I, I thought not having a big back hurt them yesterday. Well, I, 
I don't know if any back would have mattered. <laughs> you know, just, the O line just wasn't there. And right, uh, you know, it's it, to me though, if you, if they can't run the football and use their strength, look, their biggest strength became their biggest weakness yesterday, and that's not what you thought would would happen. That's right, the offensive line, no doubt. Also, again, I'm not giving the coaches a pass here, okay? If this really stems from a strip club visit in Dallas, and, again, that's why this COVID-19 outbreak started, let me say what, the, the, those coaches, again, it shows lack of maturity, and, and, and they need to be more than reprimanded. They need to be fined. Uh, look, uh, injuries are part of football. We, we know that, okay? And we knew that, again, this team was going to be affected by the attrition of injuries. Uh, we, we knew, again, being displaced, that was a hard thing to deal with. But then you put displacement along with, again, COVID-19 protocols where you're being separated, masked, your meals are coming in a sealed bag. I mean, again, they, they put this team at risk by, again, going out on night on a town, and that's unacceptable. Uh, well, I don't know that. Uh, I don't know the ins and outs of that part of the sport i'll be honest with you but i mean obviously they were you know they somehow they, they had a spread a spreader um you know so it, it's it's just uh but a sense where you are away you're you're you know you are uh, you should probably treat this in, as a training camp type of atmosphere and if that happened um is it irresponsible of course i mean i don't think there's any doubt about that because you're putting you know how contagious this virus yes. is this version is more contagious uh than than the other one no no doubt about it but uh it's <laughs> here's the thing though you know this could have happened and they couldn't have maybe that like forget the detail like they could have still caught it somewhere else per se and it's but it's just something that teams have got to be cognizant of like i mean yes you know, we, we've seen many teams decimated uh by this over the past year uh, year plus, and so uh, you, you got to. If you want to win football games, you got to figure out a way to overcome it. And I mean, we can look at this as a blip in the radar at some point, maybe. But I, moral of the story to me is, I just don't know what this team is right now. I just mm-hmm. don't know. Regardless of anything else going on, uh, I don't know what this team is right now, and I don't think they know what this team is right now. Talk about the LSU Tigers again. They get a, a win against. Uh, look, they did what they're supposed to do against Central Michigan. Uh, but there are a lot of question marks still about this team as they go as they go into Mississippi State on Saturday. Talk a little bit about it. Yeah, I was up there on uh, on Saturday night, and I think the good thing you should probably take away is that the defense uh, for a second week in a row, a row really looks pretty good. Uh, that's good. I mean, it, it, that look, defense looked better than uh, any point I really saw from last year. Uh, and then uh, you like what you got in the pass rush. I mean, Alligate didn't even play, and Ojalari had. Good pass rush. Now let's see. It's like each week it's a step up in competition uh, after that UCLA loss. So I, I'm curious to see how they respond. Max Johnson looked uh, he looked comfortable. You know he did not have the happy feet uh, that that you see uh, when he's being pressured. Uh, he looked accurate and really you look at Kayshawn Butte doesn't have to do it all, and I think that's a big step the passing game, you know, the three freshmen they got, uh, Besh, Thomas, and Smith, I mean, if they can play, yeah. then then you got your makings of a, uh, of a good passing attack. If, if Max Johnson can feel good back there and, and control the offense, I mean, one thing though, that's going to that's going to really hurt them is the lack of running game. I mean, it really doesn't exist. Yeah. Uh, look, Connor, and that's look, offensive line related. 
Because right. I think Kiner has a chance to be a, a based on look. They were playing against Central Michigan. We'll, we'll find out what's happening when he plays against an SEC team. But he looks like he's got that wiggle, that it factor that you need in a back. But if you don't have an offensive line that can open up holes, it doesn't matter if OJ Simpson's back there. Right. That's that's the difference. I mean, they they just don't have uh, the consistent ground attack. And if the team can stop that, uh, then they're going to be able to tee off. Uh, in, in in pass coverage and blitzing and such, so that to me is the number one thing. I mean, they've they've got to be able to have some sort of balance. I mean, they're those are on saying that they're going to have, you know, they're going to use the pass to set up the run. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's not optimal to me. <laughs> so right, <laughs> obviously you want it the other way around. But uh, it's uh, it, that is going to be the biggest key because you know you're going to be facing big time defenses as we move along. I don't think Mississippi State has that. But we all remember what happened last year at uh, at Tiger Stadium mm-hmm. with Mississippi yes. State. Uh, right. With uh, that was, uh, I just remember being there and writing a column on it. And my, my my jaw was dropped. It was, mm-hmm. it was so it, it, insane. So, uh, but yeah, at least LSU. I would say I was after McNeese. I was like, okay, they should have beaten McNeese. Past, you know, worse mm-hmm. uh, this past game. Uh, put up 21, but 14 of those points was at the end when they weren't really. It, it was that's, mm-hmm. that's not uh, that's garbage time. But uh, yep. at least they they looked better. And even, and editors are on even said, look, this it's, it's a it's a beginning. Uh, you know, they got issues, but at least this is a beginning of trying to kind of build this team. And I think there's a question whether you can play in the SEC and be one dimensional as a passing team only. And, and, and unable to run the football consistently. And I, I don't know if you can do that. Uh, and LSU is going to find out pretty quick against Mississippi State whether that can be done. You're not going to be able to do that against the good teams. I mean, if you want to be no. top of the conference, you've got to be able to do both. I mean, that's just what it is. Uh, uh, Alabama would tee off on you. I mean, Georgia sure. would tee off on you. Uh, uh, you know, look, hey, Ole Miss, I mean, they're – they can do both. They're they're firepower. Mm-hmm. I looked out for them. I mean, Matt Corral's yep. stud. And, uh, yes. It, 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 we it, proved that on Saturday. Yeah, it helps your defense when you can do that. Um, uh, but still, it's uh, this is uh, there is nothing proven with LSU either. What, what, who are they? We don't know mm-hmm. who they are yet either. True. I would agree with that. Ella, uh, you mentioned uh, Ole Miss. They beat Ella, They beat Tulane uh, 61-21. to 21. Uh, It was, uh, again, a Heisman game for, for Matt Corral, who, again, was absolutely spectacular. I thought Tulane could play them a little bit closer. It, it really shocked me, that, again, the, 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 uh, the, the, the difference in the athleticism between Ole Miss and Tulane as opposed to what we saw between Oklahoma and Tulane. Honestly, to me, it shows the difference between Ole Miss and Oklahoma. I mean, is Oklahoma ready to come in the FCC? <laughs> uh, uh, I, I, I Apparently not. Than, yeah, I thought it'd be closer than that too. Uh, mm-hmm. Look, Crowell is much better than Spencer Rattler, and of course, there's two uh, names you hear in, in NFL draft circles leading up to this. Yeah, but I thought Tulane could have put up a better fight. I mean, I know me defensively too. that was going to be—they've got experience at linebacker, but their secondary is still shaky that's probably the shakiest part and that was exposed uh so look two lanes in the boat i thought they'd be in right now they lose oklahoma beat morgan state lose to old miss obviously i thought it would have been closer but it wasn't and then i mean i think this is a pretty uh pretty pivotal game even though it's not conference but i mean you got to be mm. uab if you want to feel you got good to be about UAB. going in the american 
you got to beat UAB. So this is definitely an important game coming up this weekend for Tulane. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, what do you like? Give me your thoughts on, on, on Saints-Patriots on Sunday. Ooh, I think Bill Belichick, after seeing how this offense played, uh, he's probably got a plan you know, or coming up with a good one. So this is definitely not – I still think it's a toss-up type of game just because, look, Mac Jones is still a rookie and it's not like they have an explosive offense. But uh, if they if the Saints defense isn't, isn't uh, in good shape physically – uh, maybe they gave up some plays, and I think this is going to be a major test for Sean Payton. I didn't mm-hmm. think it would be this big of a test, but after seeing what we just saw, uh, getting this offense to move the football, uh, this will be a major test uh, against Bill Belichick and that defense. Yeah, I definitely agree. Tell us about what you got coming up in the athletic, how folks can follow you on So I'm sorry. <laughs> Tell me what you got coming up in the athletic, uh, how folks can subscribe, and also how they can follow you on social media. Absolutely. Uh, at Larry Holder on social media. And best way to subscribe to The Athletic, we've still got a 50% off uh, for, your, for new subscribers for, annual, uh, for an annual rate. Uh, you can just go to at Larry Holder, click on one of my articles, and subscribe to that, or theathletic.com slash New Orleans as well. And I'm actually uh, starting, um, starting tomorrow, I'm actually doing a little bit more national NFL stuff. So I'm going to have a weekly column uh, every Tuesday on – kind of my awards each week. Uh, so it'll be, uh, trust me, the Saints are in there, and it's not a pleasant way <laughs> for them to be in there. But, uh, yes. you know, I'm still going to be doing Saints, but that's a new wrinkle that I'm adding that I'm really looking forward to, to kind of keep my finger on the pulse around the league. And yet, of course, I'm always going to be keeping uh, my eye and, and writing about everything else that goes on uh, in southeast Louisiana. Sounds good. Always appreciate the time, Larry. We'll check in with you next week. You got it, E. Good talking to you, buddy. You too, bud. That's uh, Larry Holder of The Athletic, at Larry Holder on Twitter. All right, we take a break. We come back. Uh, we'll wrap up the uh, the second hour and, of course, lead you right into All Access with Ken Trahan. Tonight, my good friend Les East is his guest from CrestedySports.com. Don't go anywhere. Hi, folks. Trust is what Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating is all about. Take it from me, Eric Asher. If your AC ever fails, you can trust Burkhart to be there quick, get you back up and running. If you need a new AC, trust Burkhart to treat you with respect, to help you save with a fair price and do the job right. As my good friend John Burkhart always says, trust is the foundation of our business. Just ask our customers. For air conditioning this season, trust Burkhart. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Hi, Eric Ash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Oppenheim. 
If you're in the market for a quality used car, come visit us at Southern Tire Auto Sales. We have a large selection of pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs for every taste and budget. Every pre-owned vehicle on the lot has been carefully inspected for safety and quality. At Southern Tire Auto Sales, we'll only sell you the best used vehicles and we'll never sell you something we wouldn't buy ourselves. Financing is available. Hickory and Airline and Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Hi, folks. Trust is what Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating is all about. Take it from me, Eric Asher. If your AC ever fails, you can trust Burkhart to be there quick, get you back up and running. If you need a new AC, trust Burkhart to treat you with respect, to help you save with a fair price, do the job right. As my good friend John Burkhart always says, trust is the foundation of our business, just ask our customers. For air conditioning this season, trust Burkhart. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. This week at Macy's, we're setting our sights on fall with big savings on the season's hottest trends. Check out bold new color palettes and tonal pieces from Ink, Calvin Klein, and more. Fresh looks for him from Sun and Stone, Bar 3, and more. And update your space with bath and bedding from Oak, mindfully made and created for Macy's. Plus, Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift cards, services, and fees. Learn more at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off regular sale and clearance prices exclusions apply. Wake up to Wendy's and get a bacon or sausage egg and Swiss breakfast croissant for just $1.99. Made with fresh cracked eggs and served on a hot buttery croissant that's fluffy enough to sleep on. Uh-uh. It's time to wakey-wakey. Hit the Wendy's drive-thru and get your bacon or sausage egg and Swiss breakfast croissant for just $1.99. That's a better breakfast for just $1.99. Only at Wendy's. We got you. Limited time only. U.S. price and participation may vary. Third-party delivery prices may vary. Not valid in a combo. Tired of being tired. New Zequil Pure Z's Restorative Herbal Sleep is a melatonin-free sleep aid made with clinically studied plant-based ingredients to help promote better restorative sleep. Sleep this good, feel this good. DA Exterminating is proud to be locally owned and serving Louisiana's Gulf South for over 60 years. If you want a fast response and great service, call DA now on the North Shore and in Metairie, or you can visit us online at daexterminating.com. All right, folks, that's it for me. Thanks so much for tuning in. I want to thank Larry Holder for joining us on the program, Rudy back at studio producing. Also, again, all the fantastic sponsors that sponsor our program. Please go to ericasher.com. There's a slideshow that sponsors sponsor our program. Just click on the icon. It'll take you right to that sponsor's website. Uh, everything you need to know about the sponsors there, including, again, if they're open. And, look, 99% of our sponsors are open. I think right now the only one that's not open is Mike uh, Delahousse for the TikTok Cafe. They got some severe damage. They're working to try to get the uh, building open. As soon as they are, uh, I'll pass that on to you. A lot of folks are missing TikTok Cafe right now. They got a crowd that goes in there every single day. Day. And, of course, they, they're, they're having to uh, go without their TikTok uh, favorites uh, as of right now. Also, um, uh, don't forget Jeff Duncan joins me on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports this week. He's from Noel.com and Fox 8. Looking forward to that. And, of course, uh, we'll do it all, all week for you. Remember, if you missed any of today's show, uh, the podcast available on all major podcasting platforms. Anchor is our home base. Uh, just click on um, on your favorite podcasting platform and search Inside New Orleans Radio Show uh, with Eric Asher. We'll have that podcast up for you probably about, uh, about no later than about 6.20 as we try to get it within 20 minutes of the programming ending. All right, coming up next, as mentioned before, um, 
all access with Ken Trahan. He'll give you the postmortem on LSU, Tulane, Saints, and, of course, high school football. Les East will be his guest from CrestedSports.com, so keep it right here on 106.1 FM. It's been a blast, New Orleans. Thanks so much for tuning in. My name is Eric Asher. Have a wonderful evening. From the dog catch to the governor, they all got to go. Better do.